0: I talk to podcasters every single week who are convinced that there is just one flip that they just have to find. And when they find that switch and they flip it, then everything will change and suddenly their podcast will be bringing them in clients week after week consistently until the end of time. And here's the reality and here's the very important conversation that we need to have today. You cannot, you will not, tactic your way out of a bad podcast. Welcome to the More Profitable Podcast with Stacey Harris. I'm Stacy, and this is the spot to learn more about the strategies, tactics, and tools you need to build your more profitable podcast. My team and I work every day with podcasters like you to shift shows from frustrating time sucks to productive members of your sales team, because your show should be built to generate and convert leads. So let's get into it. Welcome to episode 590. I could not be more excited to have this conversation because A, I'm going to get a little ranty and a little soapboxy and it feels really good to have some place to put that because this is a big one. This is one of those things that I see costing podcasters and costing business owners and costing experts so much time, so much money and Maybe the most expensive, although you know there's not a whole lot more than time (laughs) that I value, is it's costing you your confidence. It's costing you your progress. And it is costing you an insane amount of mental capital to keep swimming around in this idea that you are one tactic away from seeing the sales you want to see in your show. You're one tactic away from hitting hundreds of thousands of downloads every episode. You cannot, you will not tactic your way out of a shitty show. If your show is not built strategically, if your show is not built to do the job it needs to be doing inside of your business, one tactic no matter how good that tactic is, we'll change it. And so I want to talk about three tactics today that I see people raving about online and how this is going to change your show and this is going to figure everything out and this is going to make it better. They probably won't unless you do the thing we're going to talk about at the end because there is one piece that will change your show, that will help buy back that mental capacity that will help you streamline, that will help you increase efficiency, that will buy back the time you're currently blowing through to get your show done. First, let's talk about these these three tactics that are are not going to get you there. The biggest one I see that is going to help you build a listenership and see better results is having guests on your show. I'm going to tell you right now, we have an episode coming up in, I think, April, maybe the end of March, where we're going to talk about the role guests play in your show, and how to be leveraging guests in a way that's going to be supportive of your show. But that as a tactic is not a sort of like blank check for listeners. Having guests on your show is not some sort of super magic pill for growth. In fact, it can be completely detrimental to your larger goals and this is why a tactic won't solve the problem too often i am seeing experts business owners using their podcast to nurture and provide value and they're working their tails off and i'm willing to bet this resonates with you where there is a huge expenditure of money of time and you know how I feel about that. And maybe even bigger than that, mental capacity. And they're just not seeing results. They're just shoveling and shoveling into their podcast, into their show. And there's, there's no juice from that squeeze. There certainly is not enough juice for it to be worth the squeeze. And that's what I want to talk about today. Because I am consistently seeing Really incredible podcasters, really intelligent experts get sucked in to this idea that if they just check this box, their show will start to work. They'll get more listeners, and we'll talk about why getting more listeners isn't necessarily your solution either, but there is this belief that if they do these things, it'll all work out. Show will take off. And it'll be great. And there's there's three specific ones I want to talk about today because these are the ones I see the most often. And that is having guests on your show, being a guest on other people's show, and social media. Right now, most commonly it's TikTok or Instagram reels, but five years ago, ten years ago, it was Facebook groups and Twitter ads, or LinkedIn newsletters has been one we've seen a lot in the last couple months. Whatever it is, there's just this one tactic away from seeing the results they want. And so we're going to talk about specifically those three pieces today. Because as we break those down, and as we add some nuance to them, you're going to see the thing that will actually make the difference. And we'll wrap up talking about that. Before we jump into that, I want to remind you, if you haven't yet subscribed to the podcast newsroom, do so. Last week, we released our second podcast audit from a listener. It's a good one. It's a really good one. I highly recommend it. Uh, We're actually breaking down and looking at uh, an episode that was built to drive sales calls, discovery calls, this person calls them free consultations, whatever it is you want to call them. But that first action, and she built a sales asset talking about what happens on those sales calls. She does a lot of things really well. There's a couple of pieces we talk about that are really, really the nuance and intricacies of doing that kind of episode really well. It's a really good one. Highly recommend you head over there. If you haven't yet subscribed to that feed, the podcastnewsroom.com will get you there in a hurry. Again, I highly recommend not skipping this one. It's going to be good. Also, we've got our February Three Things You Need to Know episode. We had uh, some stuff going on with Lipson. We're talking some stuff about Hello Audio, which is how we deliver our private podcast feed. And then we talk about some mindset things that I want you to look at as you start shifting into it really being the year and looking at how we're going to get to some of those larger goals that we have. Let's start with tactic number one, and that is the idea of having guests on your show will drive listenership. This is a big, big, big tactic I see this time of year as we're sort of in that Q1 ways you're going to grow your show this year. I talk to podcaster after podcaster who wants to bring in more guests and specifically it's bring in a big guest, bring in somebody who's got a, you know, five or six figure following and then all of their followers will come listen to this interview and then stay listening to my show. So there's a couple of issues with this particular tactic And that is, one, generally speaking, when you have a guest on your show, they're presenting as if the audience that they're presenting to, you and your listenership, haven't really met them before. It's a a first touch in a relationship, not an extension of existing nurturing. So their listenership is, or their following, is not going to come listen to you is not going to come listen to them introduce themselves to your audience because they've already met them. They have very likely already heard the stories, the tips, the whatever that this guest is going to share on your show. This is about them getting in front of a new audience, not about putting your show in front of a new audience. And let's look at the other side of that, this expectation that these new, let's say, their followers, a couple of them, whatever, do, they're like, oh, I love so-and-so. I definitely want to go hear him on this show. If you're formatting your guest episodes, so they are all about the guest, which is how most people format their guest episodes, and again, we're going to talk about this more in March, you're doing a huge disservice to your show because now those new listeners that came in because they heard this big guest was gonna be on there, this person they already like, they already follow, they're gonna go listen to their show. They're gonna go sign up for their email list, the guests. You, as the host, played host. There was no reason for them to stay and hear more from you because they haven't really heard from you. And you certainly, in the course of that conversation, are not able to express your own value or the value of your show, enough to gain a new listener. And so this is one of those tactics that we see again and again, suggested for growth, suggested to make your podcast better, heavy on the air quotes, that simply is a fallacy. Now, can there be good reasons to have guests on your show? Absolutely. And we're going to talk about them in that episode in March. But I love bringing guests on. I love bringing my clients on to share stories with you. We're going to have some of those coming up, by the way. I love bringing on guests who work behind the scenes on some of these tools that we use to serve our clients so that you can have a better understanding of what tools we use. Great example of that was my conversation with Lindsay Padilla when we talked about ways to use a private podcast. Because guess what? We use Hello Audio a ton, We use it for our private podcast. We have set up several clients with private podcasts, either for their opt-in or as part of their services, whatever. This does not have to be something you do so that you can hope you shake off some of their audience to yours. Because that's not a way it works. And this is why you are not one tactic away from seeing growth because adding this into your show this year would not give you this sort of like deluge of new listeners (laughs) that are suddenly obsessed with you. But often in Q1, we see this as a big piece for folks trying to get traction. Let's talk about number two, you being a guest on someone else's show. I see this a ton. I'm really recommitting to guest podcasting this year cool. But what are your goals from that show? Because getting on just anyone's show for just any reason, A, not as easy as it used to be. And B, not necessarily the fast track to cash. You know where I see this the most, and I get honestly frustrated by it the most, is being a guest on other people's podcasts as an alternative to starting your own. I don't want the overhead. I don't want the commitment. I, I, it, just, it's, it seems like a lot of work. So I'm going to instead put that effort into doing something that's also a lot of work, which is high-quality pitching and getting on other people's shows, and I'll just convert that way. Except, as you may have noticed, most podcasts are not doing a very good job of teaching and supporting their listenership, and taking action. If a host can't convert their audience into their offers, you're not going to either. You are not going to show up and value them into submission. You are not going to show up and just drown them in your expertise and they be like, yes, please, can you just... Do this for me. I'll pay you all the money. That doesn't happen. It's not reality. Again, it's one of these tactics that we see. Go be on other people's shows, and their audience will just come running, stampeding over to your show. couple points here. One, you need to be really good about giving them a reason to come see your content. You need to be choosing shows that are going to have an audience that takes action. And that's going to be really hard for you to know before you're doing it. One of the things I suggest doing, be listening to their episodes. Ideally, more than one. Get a feel for what they're doing with calls to action. If you notice you're listening to a show you want to pitch, and there's just not even a single moment of calls to action, or you're noticing they're really like, Kind of weak calls to action. Like, oh, and if this resonates, maybe come see me over there. That kind of thing. Yeah. You are going to be hard pressed to get that audience to come to your opt-in page. To go listen to the episode you mentioned. Now, if you decide you still want to do it, great, still do it. I honestly do this a lot. <laughs> I will show up on a show where I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get anybody to take action. Because you're not getting them to take action, but let's jump in. And I do that because, A, I'm trying to build a relationship with the guest. I'm trying to build a relationship with the host. So it's not actually about the end result of the listenership. It's about having a conversation with the host. That makes my goal a lot easier to achieve. Because then now I'm talking to one person. Which, by the way, always does better from a, like, listenership experienced all kind of thing because just like you and I are talking now and I'm talking to you when I have a situation where I'm a guest I'm talking to the host and the listener gets to do that whole fly on the wall thing you know when you've been married for a while this is maybe just me because I've been married for 15 years but when you've been married for a while and you go out on date night And you sit like behind a couple who maybe is on a first date or first handful of dates. Or maybe they're also a married couple, but they're clearly in a fight. And you eavesdrop and then you discuss what happens (laughs) in that conversation at the table next to you. I may be giving away too much here. But it's almost like that same sensation, right? When I'm going on and I'm talking to a host, I want the listener to feel like they're at the table next to us. Just like kind of tweaked back, kind of just like. Leaning their ear towards our conversation, so that they can discuss it amongst themselves. Or if it's really spicy and you're like, "Are you serious?" Okay, I don't go that far. I promise, I'm not ever reaching over to other people's rest- other people's tables at restaurants and being like, "We need to discuss this." But it, I am in the car talking to Charles about it, being like, "Did you hear?" <laughs> yes. And that's what I want that guest conversation to feel like. And so I'm approaching it in a way that's going to be eavesdroppable. But notice the nuance we highlighted here. Notice none of this was like, yes, pull this lever and I'm going to get clients. Because there are a ton of variables here I don't control. I don't control what makes it into the final episode. I'm not editing it. I don't control what questions are being asked of me. I control how I answer them and I can certainly drive the conversation where I would like it to end up. I'll be honest. I do this not infrequently, <laughs> but I'm ultimately not in control of how my links are delivered or where they are. And so I've got to make it really easy and really clear in that episode and still This is not a magic button that is going to drive results or listenership. Because one tactic will not save your podcast, will not save your marketing. Let's talk about the third piece of this, and that's social media. And the thing I'm seeing the most frequently in this category is I'm going to get on TikTok. I'm going to do more Instagram reels. Well, first of all, at the time of this recording, Instagram is saying, we're going to start prioritizing graphics again. We're going to start prioritizing your grid graphics again and not just reels. And so reels may not be as easy to get views on as they have been. And TikTok, great. I love TikTok. I'm creating content on TikTok. But I'm doing it because it amuses me. I'm doing it because I have something to say and I want to say it. You'll notice some weeks there's five TikToks and some weeks there's one TikTok. And some weeks there's no TikToks. And that's cool. Because I'm not saying this one tactic, this one tool is gonna change the game. I'm not going all in on any one tactic because I know not one will change everything. Because that's, again, not really how this goes. That's not how this functions. When you're looking at adding TikTok or Instagram Reels, you still have the lift of having to get them off of that platform and over to your show. I could be the most interesting girl on TikTok, which let's be honest, with the amount of clothes I require myself to wear on TikTok is probably not gonna happen. And still, I would need to tell them to go someplace, wait for them to actually follow my direction, and then do something with them when they get there. And this is why, you know, this is a piece we talk a lot about when we're talking about like ads or, you know, even your email list or, or whatever it is. Like, great, you're, you're getting them there, but you're not converting. If your show isn't set up to convert, none of these tactics are going to work. If your show isn't set up to deliver that conversion Being a guest on other people's podcasts, having guests on your podcast, using more social media, TikToks, Instagram Reels, whatever it is, Pinterest, whatever sort of the the tactic du jour is will not work because your show is not structured to deliver the result you want it to deliver. And that's ultimately where I want us to get to because what is the thing that will change the game? What is the piece that will shift your podcast? I know what it is. Do you want to know what it is? I'll tell you. It's strategy. It's a plan. It is understanding what you want your show to do and then using these tactics to get it there. So if I know I want my show to be converting my listenership, the tactics of having guests on or being a guest at the places or driving more traffic with social media, none of those tactics are going to get me to my end goal. What tactics might get me to my end goal? Building audio sales pages, building in case study episodes, taking clients behind the scenes, establishing credibility and expertise by giving actionable value, paired with solid calls to action, demonstrating what inside of our work delivers results. Also tactics, none of which individually will change everything. But because I have a strategy, because I have a plan, because I have a big picture look at what my show does, I'm able to apply those tactics where they're valuable and then move on with my mother-loving life. I don't have to chase the next one. I don't have to keep trying to copy paste from other people's list of tactics and duct tape them together and pretend they're a plan because I have my strategy. This is why, in our production work, it starts with strategy calls. It's why, in our production work, we meet with our clients every single quarter. To say, here's what is, here's what was, here's what's next. Here's where we are, here's where we've been, here's where we're going. Because all of the editing, all of the show notes, all of the audiograms, all of the the titles, all of the optimization, those are tactics. And they are meaningless if we do not guide them with strategy. This is why I want you to be looking at that when you go to hire support in your show. This is why we broke out the podcast strategy intensives for those clients who are trying to make a change with their podcast, who want to see results with their show, but aren't ready for production with us or who already have an editor they really like working with. And they're just, they don't, they don't want to be in our our larger production cycle. That's cool here's where you can get the strategy component because it's the most important piece. It is critical that you be handling your tactic selection with the filter of your strategy, of your plan. And yes, some of that might look like someone else's, but all of it won't. Some of it might look similar to mine. There might be pieces of my strategy that are in your strategy too. Every single one of our clients, we encourage them to be doing audio sales pages, case study episodes. That doesn't mean any two of the strategies look 100% alike for the shows we produce. Because there is nuance. Because there is specificity. Because there is differences in what they're delivering and how they deliver it and who they deliver it to. There's nuance. Tactics do not allow for nuance. That's why strategy has to be included. I'm going to put my soapbox away now. We'll talk more about this. If you want some support with this, you're still here. You do. (laughs) Let's talk. Let's have this hashed out for you. We've got podcast strategy intensives open in February. As the time of this airing, we might not anymore. You can learn more about podcast strategy intensives at uncommonlymore.com slash intensive. You can learn more about production at uncommonlymore.com slash production. Figure out which one works best for you. Or better yet, let's have a conversation and you and I together can look at which one works best for you. But let's have a conversation. Everything you need is over at uncommonlymore.com. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the show. Remember that content consumption does not make changes. So commit to doing something from today's episode. Maybe it's taking action on what we talked about. Maybe it's reaching out to me and learning more about podcast strategy intensives or what podcast production looks like with our team. All of that is over at uncommonlymore.com. And if you haven't yet signed up for the podcast newsroom, I want to remind you that is a great next step. If you're not really sure what comes next, hang out over there. Get those exclusive private episodes. That's over at podcastnewsroom.com. And the last favor I will ask, because social proof is endlessly important for sure, is to leave a rating or review for the show. If you go to ratethispodcast.com slash more, that's the easiest way to do it. But I would love to hear what you thought of the show, what you think of the show, and if the show has been helpful for you. I can't wait to chat with you. So this is just the start of the conversation. Reach out so we can keep it going. Talk soon.